but can they have without the dawn? Part and nope. Welcome to Persistent Health. I'm Dr. John. This is podcast episode number three, soy, and why you should be avoiding it at all costs. Before we get into the podcast, I want to give a little history lesson about the soybean. Uh, soybean considered a miracle crop. Why? Well, it's very versatile in many climates, can withstand harsh weather, and it yields a lot, so it's very economical. The United States is one of the leading producers slash exporters of the soybean. So there's a difference between fermented soy sauce, which I'm okay with in moderation, and soy and soy lecithin. So fermented soy sauce got introduced in the United States in 1942 in San Francisco, California. Soy lecithin was much earlier, believe it or not. That was in 1929, and it was imported from, any guesses? I was way off. I had 10 guesses, and couldn't get it. I was thinking more Asian part of the world. It was imported in 1929 from Germany. There's two problems with soy lecithin. Number one, it takes harsh chemicals to extract soy lecithin, which is used as an emulsifier or thickener from soybeans. And the second problem, which is more to date, the soybeans are frankenfood or GMO, genetically modified. GMO and soy lecithin slash harsh chemicals, both not good for the body. A lot of patients come to my office and I tell them after the first visit, you should avoid soy. And they think in their heads, soy milk, soy sauce, easy, we're done. They come back in a month and they're annoyed and surprised at the same time. I say, what's the problem? They say, oh my gosh, Dr. John, I started looking at labels and soy lecithin isn't everything. It is, that's right. They need to start looking at labels as you need to start looking at labels. And you cannot be fooled because you're shopping at a specialty health food store or a whole foods type store. Don't let your guard down. Look at the labels. The government says you can put organic or all natural and still have soy, soy lecithin in the ingredients. Now, it gets a little more complicated from here. Why? Because there are certain pseudonyms or uh, code ingredients that the government says you can put on the label and it stands for soy. And you need to know these. This is very important. Those ingredients are artificial flavoring, hydrolyzed plant protein, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, natural flavoring, vegetable broth, vegetable gum, and vegetable starch. So I'm going to go over those one more time because they're very important, as I said. Artificial flavoring, hydrolyzed plant protein, hydrolyzed vegetable protein, natural flavoring, vegetable broth, vegetable gum, and vegetable starch. If you see any of these on an ingredient list, assume you're getting soy and soy lecithin. Now, for patients who say, well, gosh, I like cooking Asian food at home and you know my teriyaki chicken and, 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 and fried rice and things like that, well, what do I do about that? Well, not only do they sell uh, low-sodium or sodium-free soy sauce, they sell soy-free soy sauce. And you can use uh, coconut or liquid aminos uh, as a substitute as well. They work beautifully. So what does soy do to our bodies? What's the big deal? Well, it affects men and women differently, but the summary is this. In men, it's going to lower your testosterone. In women, it's going to lower your estrogen, both of which prematurely ages you. And we don't need to speed up the clock that Mother Nature has on us. There is a surge uh, worldwide in mental health issues, suicides, and fertility issues. And these are not in older uh, uh, citizens. These are in teenagers, 20, 30, 40, 50-year-olds. I believe, now there's also 
environmental factors, but I believe a big uh, component of this are GMOs and the hormones that are allowed in food that weren't allowed way back when. Now, I had a, a, a gentleman come in to me, uh, come see me, who who was having testosterone issues in his 20s, and uh, he was paleo, couldn't figure it out. He's like, I don't even eat foods that have that in it. I'm basically, you know, meat, vegetables, a little bit of fruit, a lot of water, exercise. Well, here's what we figured out. It's not just important what you eat. It's important what your cow eats. So the cows he were eating were grain-fed, not grass-fed. They were grain-fed, and the grains were GMO corn that had soy in them, and that passed on to the meat. So when you're buying a a cow or or meat products, make sure it says grass-fed, not grass-finished, but grass-fed through the whole process of the cow's life. All right, let's start with the women. What does soy do with women? Well, at first, it's going to increase your estrogen. Sounds great, but as a lot of women know, a lot of female cancers are caused by excess estrogen. And that could be in the breast area or in your reproductive area, so your ovaries, uh, uterus. So too much estrogen, not good for females. Well, how does it get low? Well, in our bodies, we have something called a negative feedback loop. It's there to keep homeostasis or balance in the body. So in other words, if I'm cold the body's going to do things internally to make me warmer. So if a woman's body has excess estrogen from outside sources, exogenous sources, it's going to do things to curb production. Let's say with your ovaries, they're going to go on vacation. They're going to go on break. And you know, 99.9% of the time, they don't come back on, nor do they come back to the production level they were. And then we start noticing low estrogen symptoms in women. And what are those symptoms? Spoiler alert. None of them are great. So uh, trouble falling or staying asleep. Body temperature changes. You're too hot. You're too cold. You're freezing. You're sweating. Uh, tearful. Getting more emotional over small things. Increased irritability, agitation, being short fused, things that didn't get on your nerves or starting to get on your nerves now. The reason why that happens as the estrogen drops, testosterone kind of rises unopposed and increased testosterone will cause that irritability and agitation, but it also is going to cause skin changes, everything from acne to bumps to pimples and in places you don't want them. Uh, Headaches, migraines, weight gain and body shape changes. So let me talk about this for a second. Why does this happen? Despite your best efforts of dieting and working out, you're going to notice your body start to expand in areas you don't want it to expand. When a woman's body is low in estrogen, and I don't care what age this is at, the body will create storage lockers. So if it sees any estrogen float by, it wants to grab it and save it like a squirrel does a nut in the winter. Unfortunately, these storage lockers are fat cells. Uh, Low libido sex drive trouble reaching an orgasm, climaxing, and then vaginal atrophy, vaginal dryness, itching, uh, and this increases your risk for urinary tract infections, yeast, and bladder infections. Why does this happen? When a woman's body is low in estrogen, those vaginal lubricators, yes, are there to make intercourse feel good and not burn and be dry, but they're also there to trap things before they go up your urethra. So when that's not there, you're just more susceptible to infection osteoporosis, bone and arthritic problems. This happens because I don't care how much D3 CalMag a woman takes, if the estrogen is chronically low, the body has trouble absorbing calcium, brain fog, uh, forgetfulness. Like I said, none of these are good and these are all what you would consider 
older woman type symptoms. But again, this can happen at any age. Now let's move on to the men. So estrogen is an opposing force to testosterone. So higher your estrogen go, men, lower the testosterone goes. So what are low testosterone symptoms? There is something called IMS. This is an AMA term. I'm not making this up. Not PMS, but IMS. Stands for Irritable Man Syndrome. Uh, Trouble staying or getting back to sleep. Muscle loss, muscle weakness, increased flabbiness. Erectile dysfunction, low sex drive, trouble climaxing. Of course, sperm and fertility and motility issues. Hair loss, balding, increased aggression, anger. Trouble focusing and concentrating. So brain fog. And then urination issues, every, everything from increased uh, urgency, trips to the bathroom, and flow issues. So, you know, you stand there a while over the toilet, nothing happens, or your stream dribbles, stops, starts. This is because when a man's body is low in testosterone, uh, it creates like this stronger testosterone, which inflames the prostate. Uh, and this also increases your risk for infection of the prostate, but also of, of the bladder and, and kidneys and so on. Uh, low energy, stamina, and poor recovery time. So, you know, you're going to go on a hike, and instead of feeling great the next day, you're going to feel like you ran a marathon. And people will say, well, you know, that's just part of getting older. No, that is not true. You can age gracefully and have that quality of life. So, do your due diligence, check all labels, and don't prematurely age yourself. But time to have a doctor's on. Part of the note. 